0: This is the Your Dollars Making Sense podcast, brought to you by Jamie Blanton with Jacob Title, Bales Property Management and Home Building, SHH Mechanical, Boyle's Tax Service, and Cotton
1: Home Inspections. Hey
0: everybody, Richard Neese here. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to Your Dollars Making Sense, where financial intelligence is the key to financial freedom. We appreciate each and every one of you for tuning in. If you're listening on the radio, WKUL 92.1, Saturday morning at 10 a.m., thank you. If you're listening on iHeartRadio, Spotify, wherever you're coming from, thank you again. Uh, today, we're going to have a little bit different show. Um, I don't know if you guys have listened uh, last year when we had our other show, The Real Estate Rundown, but in March, we march for good people. Uh, it's, it's a month where we take a break from money, we take a break from real estate, we take a break from all that stuff, and we look at the people in our communities that are making a bigger difference. Uh, so we, we take, bring in nonprofits to talk about their mission, their cause. And I always encourage my listeners... To find a way to to support those because i'm bringing them on i know these people they are good people and we believe in helping good people get to a better place so today i've got lillian cook with d cubed or dylan's dog for diabetes dogs for diabetes how are you doing this morning
1: i am fantastic how are you
0: i'm great i'm, I'm excited about having you on today and this is the first time you've been on the show we we will have a couple people come on like we say and forgotten warriors in some other places but i'm excited to, to talk about your cause in a couple different ways because A lot of folks may not know this, but I was a canine officer at the sheriff's office here in Coleman County, uh, and and I love dogs. I really do, I love dogs. We'd have more dogs if we didn't have more kids. We got four kids at the house, so it's hard to manage all of them. Uh, But I really love service dogs in particular. I had a a drug dog, uh, Bo, and Bo had had a little bit of um, Uh, Some rough handling, and I got to experience that that healing and and bonding over a year and a half, two years. So I really, I can relate to this cause in a lot of ways. So tell us about Dylan's Dogs for Diabetes.
1: Well, Dylan's Dogs for Diabetes was started by a nine-year-old. He was diagnosed as a type 1 diabetic when he was five. And as you know, type 1 diabetics do not produce insulin. Right. So they have to give themselves shots. So can you imagine My a five goodness. year old I having can't. to get shots several times a day, test his blood sugar? Right. Well, his parents started looking for other ways to help him or help them right. monitor his blood sugar, especially since he was in school
0: most of the time. And on the, the type 1 side, it, you're, you're getting the finger pricks that you have to do uh, every few hours, or what, what is it that you have to do with that?
1: Yes, he has to test his blood several times a day. Oh, my goodness. So probably an average of 10,000 times a year pricking right. your finger of a kid. My goodness. Yeah, it's traumatic.
0: Absolutely. Um, so, so this—that's kind of the start. But tell us a little bit more about the the history, the, the storyline. I guess the history of, uh, of of Dylan's dogs for diabetes. Okay, yeah, that's right.
1: Well, like I said, his uh, family was trying to find something to help them monitor his blood sugar, right and his father, dad. Um excuse me, his father.
0: John. <laughs> well, that's all right. He's he knows, he goes by dad too, so it's all right.
1: Stumbled across diabetic alert dogs. Yeah. So he did the research and we settled on Lily Grace in Idaho as our trainer. I got you. Lily Grace service dogs.
0: And I guess you guys search this out to see who who did, who specializes in this type of dog training and, mm-hmm. and why why were they the best fit overall?
1: Well, John is a pastor. So he's a Christian first. When he interviewed them, several of them, he, Lily Grace just came across as the most integrity, sure. a Christian, loving important. people, loving animals, and he prayed about it. and settled on Lily Grace
0: oh, all right and she's out of Montana you said Idaho Idaho excuse mm-hmm. me so up there and the, you know they, yeah. they think Alabama Mississippi are the same so it's, it's basically the same thing right uh, up there were all those mountains and, and wilderness is that right uh-huh. uh, so so you worked with them how long is how long have you guys had uh, this nonprofit
1: well we officially became a nonprofit in 2014 but we didn't start fundraising or right. trying to help other people until later. It was initially started just so Dylan could get, procure a dog. I see. And when he was about nine, he got Jack, okay. who was a chocolate lab. And one day he went, dad, there are other type one children and I've got a dog. I think other kids should have a dog too. I want to raise money. He said, we can buy lawnmowers and cut lawns and raise money for a dog. And his dad went, do you know how many lawns we would have to (laughs) cut?
0: That's definitely a lot of lawns for sure. Well, can you explain a little bit about what the dogs actually do, um, how that works? I mean, I know that you're not a trainer yourself, but Mm -hmm. obviously you have some knowledge about it.
1: Yes, well, what Lily Grace does is trains the dog to alert on a particular person's scent. So the training of the dog can take anywhere from 12 months to 24 months, depending on how much training the person wants, because some people don't want to pay for the full training. So she will partially train a dog and then let you finish training it and teach you how to do that. But what she does is teaches the dogs to alert on your scent. And what she has the patients do or the clients do is collect sample several times a day, record whether it was high or low, they have to freeze it, and then at a certain point they ship it like overnight or whatever, however they ship it to her, and then she trains the dog on a particular person's scent.
0: And what some folks may not know, and I've kind of been firsthand by working at the Sheriff's Office and the Detention Center and also on patrol, is that a lot of times when your blood sugar isn't right, even if it's really bad off, humans can actually smell that. So you'll have like a fruity smell, uh, breath, and it looks like, and it's been mistaken as this before too, especially when it's really bad, it looks like you're on drugs because you're not functioning, you're not coherent. Uh, so you can imagine if a human can smell that, mm-hmm. uh, then obviously a dog can and that's basically what they're they're going off of, is that smell, and that's why they would take the saliva samples, exactly. they would send them over, and then that I, I, that's per person, right? So yes. that, they're trained on exactly what that's going to be, and I don't I don't know anything about exact exactly how they're training these dogs, but I know with the on the drug side, when narcotics side, you train with different smells and different different uh, quantities and things like that, so that you could uh, be more sensitive to it. So I imagine the same same concept. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I jumped into what you guys do, but I didn't get to talk about you much. So you want to give us a little bit of introduction about you and how you got involved in this?
1: Oh, okay. Well, I'm originally from Alabama. I was born in LA, Lower Alabama. That's right, that's right. <laughs> and um, in ninety five I left Alabama and worked at Wright Patterson Air Force Base in Ohio for about eight years. I went to air command and staff college as a mid level manager in at Maxwell Air Force Base in Montgomery. Okay, yeah. I left there and I went to the Pentagon and worked in Virginia for eight years. And then the Base Realignment and Closure Commission decided they were going to move our headquarters to Redstone Arsenal. Yep. And I went, yes, the Army Back is to going to move me That's home. Right. So I worked for the federal government for almost 40 years.
0: So you've got to tell everybody that the intro. When we're working on the mic checks and stuff like that, what did you say about uh, why you loved your job so much when you did it?
1: Well, I did financial management for the government for over 30 years. And I loved my job. I'm one of those people that liked going to work every day Absolutely. because I got to spend money every day and it wasn't <laughs> even mine.
0: That, that's a great job to have. Uh, and I know that uh, there's a lot to that. My mom works uh, and works with, I read Stone Arsenal and she works with several of the folks that do the contracts and things like that. So it's, that's very involved and very in-depth as far mm-hmm. as what you guys do. And I appreciate the civil service that you've done because a lot of people don't recognize that. I and mean, we, we're around veterans, we're around civil servants all the time because we're in Huntsville, we're in North Alabama, we're in the South in general. So you have a lot of folks that that give their time and energy and their life to Mm -hmm. our country. Uh, So I I appreciate the time that you've spent making our soldiers and airmen and and Marines more efficient and more effective because it takes everybody. Uh, If it was just military men that were doing those jobs we'd have to have a heck of a lot bigger military and we wouldn't have the skill sets necessary and I think that I know we're kind of veering off course but uh, with, with the military with um, the reserve forces with National Guard we all have different skill sets that make it work if mm-hmm. we were all infantry or all engineers then we wouldn't be able to function the way that we function be the greatest planet on the, or greatest country on the earth so we're going to go to a break right now real quick want to thank all my sponsors for Your Dollars Making Sense uh, we believe that financial intelligence is the key to financial freedom we want to thank christy bulls of bulls tax keeping uh, tax and bookkeeping service we want to thank jamie blanton with jacob title for sponsoring us chris cotton with cotton home inspections dale bells with bales home builders all these folks make it possible for me to help you for me to give you that baseline on financial intelligence for me to introduce you to great causes like v cubed and miss lillian cook Thank you guys so much for sponsoring. Thank you for listening. We're going to come back on the other side and talk about how you can take action and why you should with Dcube hey everybody richard denise here thank you guys so much for tuning back into your dollars making sense where financial intelligence is the key to financial freedom and this month is the month of march and we're marching for good people what does that mean marching for good people means that we're going to bring on nonprofits to our show to highlight their causes and find out why they do what they do because at the end of the day we can have all the money in the world we can have all the money in our bank accounts we can be great investors but if we're not making an impact on people's lives what's it all for uh, and, and somebody that's made an impact on many people's lives through civil service, but also through Dylan's Dogs for Diabetes is Miss Lillian Cook. Thank you for coming back on the second segment. I didn't run you off. That, that's good. Uh, Honestly, I haven't ran anybody off yet on the first segment. Now, the second segment, <laughs> you kind of got to guess on. Uh, Lillian, you want to give us an intro one more time for the folks that might not have been listening at the beginning of the show. Uh, just who you are, uh, what Dylan's Dogs for Diabetes is, uh, and then let's talk about why you got involved. Because what you had told me earlier was you weren't the founding person. So right. why, why, what drew you to this?
1: Okay. But before I do that, I have to comment on the fact that you didn't run me off. I've been in Toastmasters for 22 years and I've never met a microphone I didn't like. Well, oh, there
0: you go. That, <laughs> so, that answers that question. I love it.
1: <laughs> but, uh, what we do is we're Dylan's Dogs for Diabetes and we help people diagnosed with type one diabetes, purchase a service alert dog if their condition so warrants. And I got involved in this because of Dylan. Dylan started this when he was nine years old. His dad is the pastor of my church. And his dad is about three fries short of a happy meal, but we love him anyway. (laughs) That's right. And uh, he asked me if I would be a member of the board of directors. Well, Dylan had a service dog named Jack. And I saw Jack in action. I saw what Jack could do. And we wanted to influence the community, and matter of fact, influence the nation yeah. by helping other people with type one diabetes. So I agreed to come on board and help with fundraising and education.
0: You've got to tell the story that you told me at our one to one with our BNI group about sitting in church, real mm-hmm. quick, and then we'll, then we'll move into some some different things that you guys are doing. But tell that story if you would.
1: Okay. Well, service dogs are taught to just be dormant unless there is a an issue. And we were in church, Dylan and his dad, and Jack was on the front pew. We were standing singing, and all of a sudden Jack got a little restless. He started nudging Dylan and Dylan ignored him. And he kept nudging Dylan and Dylan ignored him. So Jack just stepped next door and started nudging Dylan's dad and Dylan's dad ignored him. Well, Jack got tired of being ignored, so he stood up on his back (laughs) legs Put his front paws on john the father's shoulder and put his nose right up to (laughs) his nose as if to say you want to have your son check his blood sugar
0: yeah he he wasn't taking no for an answer (laughs) is what it sounds like
1: so john tapped dylan and said go check your blood sugar and sure enough dylan's blood sugar was high
0: you know those dogs uh, dogs in general are incredible and then when you train them for specific purposes You increase those drives and the things that they need to do for that specific task. Mm -hmm. It amazes me what they can do. I mean, you talk, and I've seen good and I've seen bad. You know, I've seen uh, dogs that, and not service dogs, just dogs in general, that haven't been trained at all. Mm -hmm. uh, And then people want to blame that dog. Well, it's the owner's fault at the end of the day. You didn't train them properly. Um, When you do the kind of training that you guys are doing with the the diabetic dogs, it it amazes me how smart and how good they are one thing I want to talk about is obviously it's not just about Dylan right uh, we, we want to help raise funds uh, we want to help the money is important because we have to pay for these dogs what's the average cost of the dog and just give us both training levels
1: okay. the average cost of a, of a diabetic alert dog runs between 12 and 20 to 25 thousand dollars
0: and most of that's the training yes of it. that's right
1: you have Lily Grace buys the dog she pays all the vet bills for all the yep. shots and everything. She trains the dog according to the person that's going to receive it. Like if we've worked with kids from three years old to adults in their thirties. Yep. And it depends on the level of activity as to how she trains the dog. But she will take the dog to a playground. Right. Uh, take the, the, the dog to a kindergarten class. If it's a teenager, she will take the dog to a concert. Wow. If it's an adult, she will take the dog to the mall or whatever. Yeah. She will take the dog on the plane, the train, the automobile, whatever. Yeah. She takes the dog everywhere, and that's what the cost of the training is for mm-hmm. it. all of those the travel, makes the medical, sense. everything.
0: You know, when, when we were training um, dogs for the, the sheriff's office, the same way, we want to get them out in a high traffic situation. We would have um, music playing loud with people yelling and things like that. So uh, it's obviously trained for different reasons, but it's the same style of training, which mm-hmm. makes perfect mm-hmm. sense. So we're talking about um, uh, raising funds for these dogs or for the dogs. Do you have people that are actively looking for or saving their own money to pay for these dogs? Yes, we do.
1: And one reason we work for this, we want to get education out into the community to let them know we're there in addition to getting sponsors to contribute to us. Because about 193,000 Americans under age 20 are diagnosed every year with type one diabetes. And currently our clients, happens to be a four-year-old who lives in Arizona. Right. His mom reached out to us and he has a dog. His dog is named Miles. And what we really like is we can make a down payment on the dog and then raise money and pay for the dog in increments. We okay. do not have to pay for it all up front. Right. We're also working with the 26-year-old who lives in Georgia. She was diagnosed a little over a year ago. She started exhibiting these symptoms she had never seen before she almost passed out, went to the doctor. Her blood sugar was over 800. Holy cow. That's coma territory. Absolutely. And so now she wants a dog because she lives by herself and just sleep better at night. Absolutely. We're working with the six year old who lives in Florida and we're working with a family in Michigan that has eight children, three of them are type one.
0: Wow. Uh, So so tell me what what is the process on this for these folks have already reached out to you? Mm -hmm. uh, And so we're raising funds You said one of the the boys already has a dog that you put a down payment on is that Mm -hmm. right? And -hmm. then you're working to pay that off Mm -hmm. And then these other folks are waiting for a dog to be trained or waiting for the money to be there Or what what's what's the hold up and how do people help with that? Okay?
1: Well, we actually have two dogs with that are in training right now one is with the client The other is still being trained. The one for the three children is still being trained and then it will be delivered to Michigan. But the process is Lily Grace will pick out a puppy from a new litter. And start training that dog for one of our clients. We do have a waiting list right now because we're just working with one trainer. Okay. However, we are interviewing other people so we can work with two or three trainers so people don't have to wait.
0: Yeah, that makes perfect sense. If we have the funds, we definitely need to be able to get these dogs trained. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it's not something where you, I imagine you can't train 20 of these dogs at one time. It's no. going to be much slower process. Correct. Um, and that makes perfect sense. You want them trained properly because they are life-saving dogs. Yes,
1: they are. And in addition, like I said, to training the dogs, to raising the funds, we want to help make the community aware of the fact that we are here, we're here to help and it, sure. Any speaking opportunities, we'll take advantage of those.
0: Yeah, because you never met a microphone you didn't <laughs> like. Is that right?
1: <laughs> and Dylan is just as good. Well, that's good. He loves and to you, talk. You
0: know, when you're standing behind something or you're you're trying to promote a cause, it's a worthy cause. It's easy to get in front of people yes. and talk about it. Uh, and, what, and I know your experience regardless, but it's still, it's easier yes. to talk about that when you're coming from a place of, uh, of, of value and love, I guess you could yes.
1: say. One of our short-term goals in the next two to five years is to begin... Our own scent training program yeah. because Lily Grace plans to retire in yeah. a few years and Dylan wants to be able to do that and the goal of Dylan's dogs for diabetes is to hire wounded warriors to do the training no, That would be
0: incredible you know we've got um uh, I work with the saving forgotten warriors and Jeremy Hogan's gonna be coming on at some point this month to be talking about that uh, he actually has a facility that he's working on for a uh, transition facility for veterans that are homeless, but also the same type of thing that you're talking about. And it's about 20 acres out in um, uh, out in West Point, not mm-hmm. too far from here. So it could be a great opportunity to, to partner you guys up. Uh, one, one thing that amazes me is, is all that you've already done. How many? Uh, so you've got two folks with dogs right now. Are those the first two that you've been able to sponsor? Oh,
1: no, we've already placed 11 dogs Holy around the country. It.
0: Uh, and that's that's something that they can read about the success stories, or do you have contact with those folks that may be working through that? Because I imagine there's some concern there too. I mean, if you got somebody that's maybe not a pet person, uh, and then but they find out they're diabetic and they wanna wanna look into this and see if it's the right fit, how do they find out more information about what you guys do? Go to our
1: website www.dcubed.org and. Or reach out to us. There's a contact information on there. So if you fill that out, someone will call you. We will talk to you. If you think this is something you want to do, we will put you in touch with Lily Grace and go from there.
0: And that's the same thing that you would do if you're looking for a dog. But what about folks that want to um, potentially train? Like I know of two people right now, Pam Rogers up in North Alabama. I don't know if you know Pam. She does a lot of the the narcotics training. And then Joey Cohn here locally in Coleman County. They may want to participate in that uh, same process just contact you guys to the website or give you a call or what, what's the best way
1: yes either way if okay. you go to the website there's a number there and like I say contact
0: us I know you and I have been talking about um, some sort of dinner or event things like that what what fundraising events can we participate in uh, On maybe on a small level or on a large level what can we do
1: Well, Richard, I am so glad you
0: asked. (laughs) You can tell she is.
1: (laughs) I would love to have regular contributors. So go to our website, donate $20 a month in 2020, donate $50 a month, give me a one-time gift of $100,000, yeah, whatever, that'd be great.
0: <laughs> I take it all. Is that something that they can use right now as far as tax benefits go? Uh, they, they need to pay some income income tax or something like that. Is it beneficial for them to do that?
1: It's beneficial for them to do that, and they can claim it on their 2020 taxes when they file it in I got 2021. You. It makes perfect but, sense. Yes. I contribute monthly and I claim it on my taxes. But we have an event that's coming up. If you are an experienced golfer, if you are a scratch golfer, or a never played golf, never picked up a putter, right. come out on March 29th to Top Golf. We have Top Golf with Type Ones, and what that's and that's, that's in Huntsville. Yes, right. that's in Huntsville. And we will be raising funds that day. That is a fundraiser. Yeah. So we have a place for 12 teams of okay. six. You can play against the pro. See how good you are.
0: And that will not be me, I can promise you. But
1: <laughs> We have a chance for a hole-in-one. If you get a hole-in-one on a, it's certain holes, and they explain them to me, but I can't remember right. no which problem. ones it were. You get a $10,000 check that day. Holy
0: cow, which you can gladly donate to DQ. That's right. Dylan's
1: Dogs (laughs) for Diabetes. We have a professional basketball player who's going to be our special guest. Awesome. He has a camp right outside of Birmingham. There were five brothers that played basketball. Four of them went on to play professional basketball in the U.S. However, Jason is a type 1 diabetic. The U.S. would not recruit him. Oh, wow. So he played professional basketball in Europe, and he's going to be there with us that day to tell us uh, his story and just have fun with us. That's wonderful.
0: And say the date one more time and how how they can contact you to get more information.
1: March 29th. um, We'll be there from 2 to 4. That's a Sunday afternoon. So it's after Monday morning worship, before evening worship. Come out and play some golf. Do something good for someone by helping them get a diabetic alert dog, we will have food, we will have fun, we will have Jason there.
0: Uh, Dylan will be that, there with wonderful. his
1: new dog, Captain Theo.
0: Oh, yeah, That's right. And you had told me that uh, Jack was getting a little bit older or something. Is that what ended up happening? Yeah, and he so developed
1: got- uh, an aggressive form of cancer.
0: And, and so we ha- he has a new dog and, and they, they picked up the training pretty quickly obviously so that's mm-hmm. great. Now, do you guys have any other events coming up besides the the top golf event that you want to broadcast or should we just kind of follow you guys on Facebook or what should we do?
1: My next our next event after this one will be in November okay. which is National Diabetes Awareness Month. It will be dinner with DQ. Okay. So if you can't come on March 29th, Keep your eyes open for our date in November.
0: And if you're a business or if you want to be a personal sponsor too, there's opportunities for that. You guys have a couple different levels. You want to go through that real quick? We've got a couple more minutes. Yes,
1: Sorry. okay. Well, yes, we are asking for people to sponsor our food, our hole-in-one bay, our signature room usage for the day, and just bling, a swag, printing, other things. So we're asking for food sponsors. I need four of those at $500 each. Yeah. Uh, A hole-in-one bay, I need two of those at $400 each. Or the signature room, I need three of those at $300 each. And anyone who sponsors us will be listed on our website as a sponsor. Awesome. And so you will have that visibility as being a partner with Dylan's Dogs for Diabetes. Sure, and
0: the most important part is that you're going to be making an impact on somebody's life. Exactly. Uh, you may never meet that person, or they may live right up the street from you, but it's really about making making that impact. You could save somebody's life uh, because you never know. I mean, we, we've got folks ranging from four years old to their 30s. So th- this is a great opportunity for something that... that it gets overlooked a lot Uh, you know we always talk about and this is it's not a bad thing we talk about homeless veterans or children that need food or things like that but not many folks are looking at the diabetic side and and it's an expensive thing to to afford at 12 to $20,000 but it could be a life saver so I'm gonna give you one two minutes and I'm not gonna ding you on I'm gonna give you two minutes to to sum up everything we've talked about uh, and then I'll close it out
1: okay well as you said, Dylan's Dogs for Diabetes is making a difference in the United States. We work with people all over the country, and we do this to help save a life. Not only does it save the life of the patient or the cl- the child, but their parents, because parents don't sleep at night. That's right. I know a lot of parents who have an alarm that goes off every two hours so they can go check on their oh, child to see. Make sure that child is still alive I so that. a diabetic alert dog not only helps the child, it helps the parents sleep at night, which helps their health too. so like I said, a small monthly donation helps a big one time donation helps
0: yeah every every little bit helps, and they can do that on your website, which is www
1: dot that's delta charlie. Umbrella, Bravo, <laughs> Echo, Delta. She's just
0: showing off now. Org. <laughs> well, I worked with the military. That's for right. The you you got to have that phonetic alphabet. <laughs> I understand. Well, Lillian, I really appreciate you coming on, and, and I'm glad that we have the opportunity to, to help share your message. Uh, I hope that some of our listeners will reach out. I hope that our message today will touch somebody uh, and have them either be involved, give financially, help you plan, become a dog trainer, or reach out because they have their own diabetic issues and they want to talk to somebody and find a solution. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, thank you guys for listening. This is Your Dollars Making Sense in March for Good People. We hope that you guys tune in on Saturday at 10 a.m. on WKUL uh, and then we'll have some more folks coming up, other great causes that you can contribute to over the next three weeks. You guys have a good day day.